0: Reverent?
1: Entertaining? Cool? You are listening to L.A. Talk Radio. We say what we want. You're listening to You're Not the Person I Hired
0: with Brad Remillard, only on L.A. Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, everyone, to our show this morning. Uh, Glad you're with us, Uh, and uh, we're going to talk today about an interesting topic, one of the hottest topics out there today on social media, and how you can utilize social media and use that in a way that uh, will help you not only build your business, find callers, I mean, find uh, uh, members for your group, find job leads, or whatever it may take, but we are here to talk to you about social media, uh, things like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and understand how those tools can help you develop your business but, and the right way to use them. Which tools should you use? Which tools shouldn't you use? Um, and uh, hopefully give you the data you need to use that to whatever end you want to use. That's a common misunderstanding, and we're going to cover those today. This is Barry. Me... Oh, hi, Barry. Welcome. Glad you're here. This hi, is Brad. Right. And uh, let me give you a little bit of information of what you're going to, what we go through today. So, number one, you can talk to us. All you've got to do to talk to us is, number one, unblock your call. We will not take blocked calls. So if your call is blocked, you're going to have to hit star 82 and then dial us. Give us a call. Barry and I, my partner Barry Deutsch, are here today to talk to you about social media. Call us at 818-602-4929. But remember, unblock your call, 818-602-4929. Or you can email us. If you're sitting at Starbucks and it's too noisy to give us a call on the phone, give us a call. Just send us an email. Send it to Brad at impacthiringsolutions.com or you can send it to my partner barry at impacthiringsolutions.com either one will get to us we'll take your emails and your call during the show today as we talk about how can you take social media linkedin twitter facebook and use that to whatever goal you want to do, whether you're a visage chair trying to get new members into your CEO groups, whether you're a business trying to find out how do I get customers and what's the real purpose of this. Um, All those issues are there. Uh, Hey, Barry, I'm going to introduce my partner, Barry Deutsch. Barry Deutsch and I have been together for about 25 years. Barry does a lot of work on uh, the social media. And uh, Barry, you want to introduce yourself briefly, and then we actually have a caller from the 714 area code we'll take it as soon as you're done.
0: That's great. Um, as Brad mentioned, we've been doing this for about 25 years, uh recruiting, working with companies on retention, management, performance management, um, and in the last I'm going to say year and a half to 2 years, there are many tools that have come onto the market come out of what we'll call the early adopter phase that now allow you in a variety of ways to not only leverage your company but to use for retention, recruiting, identifying great talent. Okay. So, so- We'll I, will we take, I guess them. we'll take our
1: first call. Yeah. Okay. We got to call them 714. Oh, they hung up. We lost them. So uh, when they call back, we'll take them. So let's talk, Barry, about I think the two biggest uh, media that that we tend to use, or that we. I mean, the big ones on the on the blocker of course, are LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, let's kind of maybe break these down and see. Which ones we use? I mean, what do you see as the social media and where it's going and and how businesses and Vistage Chairs, uh, candidates, can use it?
0: I think that's a great question, Brad. I think one of the things many of these tools of social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, and and there's a whole variety of other tools that will be coming onto the market in the next year to year and a half, give individual service providers, Vistage Chairs, speakers, authors, companies, an opportunity to really brand and position and differentiate themselves from all the other people who do similar things. And it enables people to have a one-to-one dialogue and begin to build a relationship um, and leverage themselves without a lot of time-consuming face-to-face communication. Although that's still important in networking and building relationships, this provides kind of a reinforcement and a leverage of that activity.
1: We've... uh... We've used the term Vistage Chair. A lot of people listening or that will be listening in the future in the downloads, may not know what a Vistage Chair is. Do you want to explain that?
0: Sure. Brad and I are both speakers uh, and members within the Vistage community, which is a worldwide community of CEOs and senior executives. It's a membership-based organization. Brad and I are two of the top speakers in that organization talking on subjects like performance management, hiring, retention. Um, there are groups around the world, 15 to 20 people in a group, and they are led by a facilitator or what is called a vistage chair. Um, I think that's a good starting the explanation, Brad.
1: Yeah, they basically manage these groups, run these groups of CEOs, bring them together right. on a monthly basis, coordinate the, the issues that the CEOs talk about, and I know, and I think I've been in them where they come up and they've asked about social media, so I know this is a a topic for them uh, as they go through it what uh I like linkedin what do, What do you like
0: i I also like LinkedIn, and I'm very active in the LinkedIn environment. I think twitter a tool like Twitter reinforces it. It allows more frequent communication um, It allows you to keep people a little more updated and, and build a little more of a one to one dialogue than perhaps LinkedIn does. Um, I'd probably say from a business perspective, LinkedIn is the most viable social media networking tool.
1: So let's talk about, I mean, let's just, you and I, and if people call in, uh, can you call it 818-602-4929 or email Barry at Impact Hiring Solutions or Brad at Impact Hiring Solutions. Let's talk about LinkedIn since that tends to be the, uh, the one that uh, we both agree. It I tends to be, I think, from a business perspective, can be most effective, and uh, I know like you, I use LinkedIn a lot. Uh, I'm on it probably daily. We have discussion groups up there on a regular basis. Um, if I was a, a CEO sitting out there, uh, and I wanted to build a business, what value does, I mean, this is a question I get a lot, what value does LinkedIn? I don't understand LinkedIn. I I was meeting with the CEO of a small company just last week and talking about, you know, we're going to do this radio show on social media, and he said the same thing. I got, I've got, i got LinkedIn, and I'm I'm on there, but I don't understand how it relates to my business. I try to talk to him about it, but you know, give me—I mean, what would what, you say back? How does it help my business?
0: I think you've raised a real good question. It, it, it's sort of the phrase that my daughter, my 16-year-old high school daughter, always hits me with, which is "Now what?" So sort of like, I'm on LinkedIn, I got an account. Now what? What do I do what next? Do I do. Yeah, right? exactly. And I, and I and I think there's a variety of. of avenues you could take depending on what you'd like to do. Let me just throw out some examples. One avenue is you could use it in the recruiting arena to identify passive candidates that might be in searching through the search tool that, that LinkedIn provides to identify candidates that may be in a specific role that aren't aggressively looking for a new job. LinkedIn also provides a couple of other avenues to identify candidates and get them to raise their hand one of which are many of the the thousands of groups that people affiliate with regionally, geographically, around functional areas, around uh, uh, interests that you could post ads in and attract candidates. LinkedIn also has a broad uh, job posting board that you can let people know about your opportunity. Using those three techniques, the search, the forums, discussion groups, and the um, job postings can help you to identify candidates that you may not normally get through advertising in a place like Monster CareerBuilder. And that's just one small arena in which LinkedIn can provide a lot of value back to a company, particularly for a smaller entrepreneurial business that may not have a large human resource staff. Yeah, I,
1: I, I mean, we're recruiters, so obviously we use it a lot to find uh, candidates, I and mean, that's one of our resources uh, that I use a lot, and I know you do too, and I don't understand why companies don't see that. I mean, think about it. I, I think about if you have 100 contacts, and each one of those have 50 contacts in your community, that's 5,000 contacts. Can you imagine going in and being able to type in, I'm looking for a sales rep and, in this industry and having, tapping into the 5,000 people that, uh, that are connected with you? And that's basically what we do. And I I think using that as a resource to find candidates is a huge one that companies don't realize uh, is out there. And you're finding these passive candidates. I think the other thing I tell my clients to use it for, it's a great way to uh, track down references or people that you can talk to someone in an interview. I understand you worked with Brad over at ABC Company. What would Brad say about you? So there's a a great way to, to find these people and really leverage that. Uh, what about customers? You think they can use it? In fact, let me just do this, Derek, because we just got an email. Uh, let me read you an email that just came in from uh, Bill in Seattle. It says, I run a small business selling B2B. There are lots, let's see, there's a lot out there about using these sites. However, I don't understand how these will benefit my business. It seems like a lot more time on the internet chatting instead of out selling. Uh, I get that all the time, what's the value of my business? Great, I find candidates, I find people, but does it do me any good on uh, finding customers? And I think it's the same thing. What a great way to find customers.
0: Well, not only to find customers, but I think to reinforce your relationship with the customer and show the customer that you really do have a true expertise in a particular field. Let's say, for example, you sell a highly engineered component that the airlines buy? Maybe it's a, a component that goes on the wheel wells, or perhaps you sell something that goes into semiconductor equipment, or you're a service provider selling marketing services to law firms. I mean, the list is endless. Whether you got five employees or you got 5,000 employees, how do you engage with those customers to begin to build a relationship to let them know you're very unique among the 37 people who do similar things to what you do? One of the ways to do that is you might sponsor and run and moderate a forum on LinkedIn. You may join groups that you affiliate with other people who are interested in your expert knowledge in whatever service or goods that you provide. Um, you may identify on LinkedIn other companies that want your services and are interested in learning more about your business. What yes. Brad and I have to-
1: Go ahead. Say, say, I was going to agree with you. It seems to me it's a great way to continue a dialogue with your current customers. It's so tough sometimes, especially if you have customers, you're in, I don't know, St. Louis and you've got customers in Dallas and Chicago and Seattle. It's a great way to use that LinkedIn tool to communicate with them and engage them on a on a semi-regular basis through discussion groups or forums or or uh, keeping in touch with them I, I, in, a, in a very inexpensive way. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. were going to say?
0: Yeah, and I was just starting to say, I mean, your customers, potential customers, want to know what differentiates you. What, why is your expert knowledge and capability and the level of service you provide better or worse, the same as what they do or, or that they're looking at with other folks? What are awards, recognition, projects you've won, things you'd like to communicate to 500 people, but you just, you know, they tend not to read their email, they tend not to look at stuff you send them in the mail, but they may see it on their homepage through your LinkedIn account when you update your status. Again, it's just yeah. one trite little element of the power of a tool like LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or many of the other n- newer tools that are coming online.
1: I think about it for a minute, uh, we have a discussion group uh, on uh, LinkedIn for Vicious Chairs, those the, the people that facilitate and manage the CEO and key executives, small groups around the country, or actually around the world. And uh, one of the conversations was about how do I find members, which is really an extension of, as a company, how do I find employees, an extension of how do I find customers. One of the individuals on there indicated that, he went into LinkedIn and did a search up through his LinkedIn group of, I think, 25-mile radius of his, uh, wherever he was looking. I believe he was located in the U.K., actually. And uh, he said 3,550 CEOs came up in that 25-mile radius that were linked into him either through one or two degrees of separation. Imagine what he could do with 3,550 CEOs and key executives to begin communicating with in terms of building a group of, what, 15 to 20 CEOs in a group. I mean, that's pretty powerful.
0: Let me give a good example, Brad. Let's say you'd like to there's – a, there's a customer that you have tried over and over to penetrate, to get in front of, to set an appointment, and they've been resistant to seeing you. You've cold-called a 1,000 times. Your sales rep can't get into that customer, but you'd like to develop them as a marquee account. You might go on to, let's say they're in Salt Lake City. You may go on to LinkedIn. Look at their LinkedIn profile. Connect to them through LinkedIn. They may be more open to you connecting that way. You may also see that they have a series of other connections that already know you trust you and think you're a hero and may provide the introduction or path to get to that customer, whereas they would never return your call on a cold call. That's yeah, one I mean, way, that's again, the- of leveraging that network without a lot of back-breaking research and cold calling.
1: I mean, that's what we do. I mean, I think about how I do it. I, I go on to LinkedIn. I type in maybe a company that I hear has a search or a company I want to get introduced to. I look for people in my network that I know, that trust me, that I've worked with, and I ask them for an introduction. And I think of a company doing the same thing. You're right. I'm trying to reach this company in Salt Lake City. Turns out my next door neighbor happens to be the brother of X in that company. And we don't even know that. And if it wasn't for LinkedIn, we find those things out. And now you've got that introduction into that person that you want. So it's a very powerful... Tool to to use that for introductions and uh, and being able to meet and greet people. Um, what what do you have a sense of? I mean, I know what I think of, but what, what do you think of in terms of what's a good number of contacts and how do you build those contacts?
0: I think you start to see real value in your network when you start to get up around five hundred contacts on in a tool or an environment like LinkedIn, it tends to start to become a more vibrant community. People start referring each other. They may see you as a key connector in that community to help others. Um, You're participating in a number of groups. And folks will start to, through your communication, through your answering questions in the different Q&A sections, the groups you belong to, they'll begin to bring things to you. Uh, they'll begin to present opportunities to you because they tend to trust you more. But I think it takes about 500 key contacts that you know personally already or that you're fairly familiar with, not just you know, cold calls or folks that you've never heard of, You know somebody located in Timbuktu, um, and they'll open up their networks to you. And that's where you get some real critical mass or momentum in your network.
1: And that's one of the values. I mean, I think we talk about this viral networking or this viral marketing, uh, the guerrilla marketing concepts, uh, all these different uh, social market, whatever you want to call it, um, really begins to take place when you reach this tipping point of uh, getting that out there. I'm reading a book right now called The Anatomy of the Buzz. Uh, for those of you in the 60s, that's not that kind of buzz. Uh, it's uh, talking about the buzz of how do you get the – You know, that word of mouth going out there, and it talks about two what they call hubs in this social media, one one for uh, informative and one for expert. And when you can build a hub around you as an expert with this social media, the buzz eventually gets out there of, hey, have you talked to this person? All that word of mouth kind of thing that uh, we all want, cheap advertising and inexpensive way to market us. But this book, Anatomy of the Buzz, talks about how we can leverage these uh, sites and use them to get that buzz going about us, our product, our newsletter, our expertise, our, whatever it is we're trying to get out there. This concept is a great way of developing a, a tipping point in that. Um, let me just – I got an email coming in. So if you can email us, great, but you can also call us, 818-602-4929, but email works. Julie from St. Louis asked this question, Barry. Uh, what is the benefit to upgrading on LinkedIn? Is there any benefit to it? And maybe I get, I get that question a lot uh, at uh, a networking group I facilitate. Um, have you upgraded on LinkedIn? I, I pay have, for I, the I, minimum.
0: Pardon?
1: I've upgraded on LinkedIn, but for different reasons. They may not work for everybody.
0: What are you upgraded to?
1: I've upgraded the first level where you get the 10 emails, you get the 10 in-mails, you can connect with 10 people a month.
0: Um, so that's I basically know. my account. I think it may be 20 in mails, but it's, it's the bottom of the paid business subscription. I want to say it's, what is it, about 50 bucks a month?
1: Not, is it that, I don't know, it's 20, but something, 50, it's cheap, whatever it is. And it basically allows you to connect directly with e- people, to send them an email uh, directly with people that you're not connected with to introduce yourself uh, and connect with them. Uh, but I recommend to people, uh, your thoughts on this? You know, I recommend don't upgrade right away. Get in, get comfortable, build your list, begin to understand it, put statuses up there, events, and see the value you get just from the free
0: account. Let's talk a little about how you build your network. Because on, on, everybody says, well, how do I identify people who I would want to connect with? Okay. So, so I think the first thing is you, you want to take and build a complete profile on LinkedIn. So that others can find you, can learn about you, can search for you, you're going to want to get all your uh, experience, educational awards, recognition, groups you belong to, social and community involvement, um, and, and you might want to take a look at my LinkedIn profile, you know Barry Deutsch or Brad's to get an idea. Um, go log on to one of the forums we run. We run two open forums. Um, we have a number of forms that are closed forms for the Vistage community that require personal invitations and, and um, acceptance. But a couple of ones that we run are one on job search, and, and you're welcome, anybody can join that if you're in the mode of, of trying to find an opportunity or seek a new opportunity. And the second one is we run one for hiring managers and executives on how to hire and retain top performers more effectively. Look at the membership in those groups. See what the, their profiles look like. Um, But but the first step is really filling out a complete profile. The second step is to take whatever email program you use where you keep your contacts, Outlook, Gmail, Yahoo Mail, uh, AOL, and run it against the LinkedIn database. And they have tools that allow you to do this under the sections of connections and contacts and see who you already know, who you're frequently already communicating with that's already on LinkedIn and has an account and is set up already and then send them a personal invitation. I would not recommend sending the form letter that LinkedIn provides, but each one should get a form letter and letting people know how you're already connected to them and inviting them to join your network. Those are probably the first two steps that I would embark upon.
1: The other thing I do, Barry, that I have found very helpful, that I downloaded, I use Outlook, and uh, if you use Outlook, I downloaded the Outlook toolbar from LinkedIn into Outlook. So whenever I get an email, if I, don't, if I know the person, right on the top when you open the email or when you view the email, it has a, a LinkedIn thing, a LinkedIn link button that I can click and just invite that person. So I am constantly right through Outlook when I get people inviting them to join me and become connected with me. I don't, I don't have to go back into LinkedIn and send them the email and then yeah. go through that hassle. You can do that right through Outlook by downloading the LinkedIn toolbar into Outlook. And that's a free download through LinkedIn.
0: Uh-huh. And that's, a, that's also a great idea. I use a tool that sits in the sidebar of, of um, Outlook called Exo, Xobni. I can't even pronounce it. X-O-B-N-I. It's a well-known Outlook um, extension or, or addition. And when I'm looking at an email from someone, I can see whether they have a LinkedIn account, a Facebook account, if they're on some of the other social media sites, and I can click right onto it from there. Um, and then send them an invitation. I can also see the whole history of my communication and interaction with them filed a little differently from the way Outlook shows it. I can actually see the message thread of our communications. I think that's So, again, that's tools. one of the newer tools that are available that leverage off of many of the different social networking sites, social media sites.
1: Yeah, I, I think that – I mean, I, I I like your idea about building the network. I never – you know, building your profile because I do think uh – a lot of people, I look at a lot of profiles, and they're half-completed, 25%. Percent. Some of them don't have pictures up there. Some of them have virtually nothing about them. And you look at it and say, why do I want to link with this person? Why do I want to get involved with this person? And so I think the profile right. is uh, a very valuable tool, especially if you're trying to use it for, uh, for um, you know, a marketing tool. And I, Let's talk about that for a minute because I do think that's one misconception. Um, as I've talked with numerous people, whether it be candidates it's CEOs it 's Vistage members, they tend to think it 's a selling tool rather than a marketing a branding tool. Uh, everything I've read and i 've read and i've been and i 've seen people get chastised for this when they 're trying to direct sell a product or direct sell a service um, i it 's not really meant for that I mean there's subtle ways of marketing and getting them back to your website, but i don 't my experience has been it 's not the tool try and go out and direct hard sell people. Would you agree with that as you go through and you've seen people on the, these websites trying to hard sell? and Have you seen them get chastised a little bit by people trying to hard sell?
0: Not only chastised, but what you'll find is when you try to overtly sell your services, products, goods that you have, what people will do is they'll turn off immediately. They'll stop listening. They'll... they'll Unfollow you. They'll unlink from you. They'll post nasty comments about you. I mean, not only will you be chastised, but it can turn into a very negative. Uh, it can result in a lot of damage to your image, your brand, your PR, your marketing efforts.
1: Yeah, the key is to really sell them with value, with content. Talk, you know, put them up about something we wrote on a blog. We send out articles. We post. Uh, when we see comments on other blogs, we post, hey, check this out, go here, here's some information. You may lead them back to your website where there's a landing page or your blog, and you can engage them and become that expert that way. But I, there's nothing worse than, than trying to s- put a, a, a LinkedIn, you know, se- for sale today only, regularly X, today X, uh, and uh, trying to overtly sell. People do not like that on, uh, on the, uh, the websites. They can find that out. It's really here about building your brand and marketing uh, and getting people to see you as an expert, not as a uh, hard sell. Uh, and uh, I think that's a, that's a key thing that, that I run into. Uh, in fact, we just got an email, a guy talking about that. Sam from Dallas just wrote and said, uh, basically kind of, a, of what we were talking about, what do you consider to be the best way to get started, which we talked about, start that profile, uh, I only have 76 contacts in LinkedIn. I want to use this to build a B2C business. Everyone tells me not to sell on the social sites. Isn't that the purpose? So I think we've answered Sam's questions by saying no. The purpose, Sam, is to bring them back to your website and engage them around why you're an expert and what the value of your products are. And when they see that in your expertise, they'll come back to your website and engage you. Any comments to Sam Barry?
0: Yeah, and I think this crystallizes another issue. I think the tools like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and again, there's there's lots of others out there, but those are probably the the top three right now, are nothing more than channels to drive people back to your website, your e-commerce site, your compelling content for which people want to engage with you. They're channels of relationship building. They're, they're indirect sales and marketing channels. They're not meant to be used as a direct sales pitch.
1: Let's talk about the contrast uh, because I, I want to make sure we get in, I think, the other big one that uh, uh, I've just started to, to – I know you've been tweeting, tweeting for a long time, and I've done it for a while, off and on, uh, kind of got frustrated with it for a while, and then uh, just recently, actually, uh, what's it? Monday, so last uh, – week I was uh, talking to a guy who's a a real strong IT guy, real strong Twitter guy, and and I told him, I don't really understand Twitter. I said, you know, I get frustrated with Twitter. I get sick and tired of hearing about people going to bed. I'm going to lunch. I just picked up my dog from the vet, and I said to him, I stopped tweeting, tweeting, and uh, he started talking to me some different ideas about Twitter, and so let's talk about the contrast between Twitter and LinkedIn, Uh, because I think they both serve a function, but like many things... Each one has its own unique purpose and should be used around a certain strategy that you want to develop, not just i got to get on Twitter and i got to be on LinkedIn and i got to do all this work. Do you see a contrast in strategy as to when you would use LinkedIn versus Twitter?
0: Well, I mean, there's a dramatic strategy, and, and, and Twitter is probably the hottest, most popular one in this arena of what's called a micro-blogging site where you can post 140 characters at a time. A tool like a blog, LinkedIn, a Facebook profile, deeper communication, writing paragraphs, posting things in the Q&A forums, um, moderating forums on LinkedIn give you a chance to to build a deeper relationship and give more data. But LinkedIn, I'm sorry, Twitter kind of fills in that gap of short little, what we'll call sound bites communication. Um, and there are really three areas that the microblogging sites, especially like Twitter, are popular for doing. One is where you're posting just a short little comment or thought on something that's unique that other people will clearly want to hear about. And if you're in a professional arena, I suggest that these be around a professional area. It might have to do with management, leadership, finding a job, um, hiring, whatever your unique subject area is. The second area that most people are doing is when they see something very interesting that someone else has posted, they do what's called retweeting it, which is basically recirculating that message into your network. So well, that the people that you know and market. are connected.
1: That's kind of right? that viral marketing
0: topic. That's, that's pure that's viral marketing. That. Exactly. So button. I'll give you an example. Yep. What it does is it keeps your presence top of mind in front of your network. So, for example, I have almost 2,000 connections on, on uh, Twitter, 2,000. If I retweet something that Brad says, that he's posted to his network, but because I'm connected to him, I see it, I repost that to my network, each of the 2,000 people in my network, let's say even if 10% of them like that and repost it to their networks, that one communication with my picture, my branding, just went out to probably a million people. And that those types of tools, whether it be you know, the status updates that you're doing on or answering questions or participating in forums on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, enable your reach to be multiplied exponentially.
1: I and I, well, so when when would you advise someone to use Twitter or LinkedIn? I mean I I, I think I don't it's think it's, it's one or the that. other. Well, I think if you're starting out, I don't. I think you can become overwhelmed quickly on trying to use LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and get up on that. You can spend days doing this. I, I, I sent to me. I think there's a different strategy. I, I see Twitter as a great way to brand uh, yourself and get that viral marketing that you talked about out there. Uh, engage people in short topics, but it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. Where I think LinkedIn brings deeper discussions, and you can have a longer, different relationship with with fewer people. So for me, I I think I see a different strategy of what you're trying to do and where you may want to go with them. Um, And the difficultness of doing both on a continual basis is very time-consuming. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. I I mean, you can get sucked into this and it almost becomes addictive. So I would agree with Brad that your first step is really flush out your profile, make it as extensive as you can. LinkedIn really doesn't Limit you to what you want to say about yourself. And again, look at how other people have written their profiles, the kinds of pictures they've posted, the level of professionalism. Um, And then there's probably, I don't know, 50 things that you could do after that. Brad and I could each spend an entire radio show around one of those topics. But I'm just going to throw a few of these out. And Brad, maybe some of these we'll tackle in future segments. One is... You want to get people to recommend you. If I'm searching for a top-level executive for a search, and I pull up 100 viable candidates, one of the first things I'm looking at, who has given this person a recommendation? How many oh, of their like, former bosses, CEOs, and boards have said something really good that's specific, not some 40,000-foot you know, platitude, but really has made a good comment about someone?
1: And that's done on LinkedIn primarily, Barry, where you can ask people, you know, give me a recommendation, would you recommend right. me? when you go to the profile, you can see you know, 100 people have recommended this person or one person. You're absolutely right. You can, you can see the number and who they are on that LinkedIn
0: profile. Another strategy is LinkedIn allows you to join 50 discussion groups or forums, and there are thousands of these. If you're an HR manager or executive or professional There might be 50 HR groups. If you're in the Bay Area, there's a specific Bay Area HR group for senior executives. If you sell, uh, if you're a speaker and you talk on a certain subject, there are probably five or six speaker, keynote, uh, speaker, and author groups that you might want to join and belong to. Um, If you're in executive search, there's probably 22 executive search groups. Um, they all talk on a different variety of subjects from how to source candidates to subjects around interviewing. Find one of the, half a dozen of these that, that click for you that you'd like to participate in and you enjoy. That's your subject matter expertise. That would be another step. The,
1: let me, uh, Barry, let me just interject here that uh, I think one of the best things about LinkedIn and one way to connect instantly with people, because one of the issues with people is, is how do we connect? What do we have to connect around? What is that, that cord that connects that thread that connects? There is a LinkedIn discussion group or forum; those words are used interchangeably for just about every alumni college on the planet. So you can join the ABC University and instantly connect with all those alumni in there, or people you even went to college with, and you may know, and you automatically have something in common to begin a discussion group around. Uh, so another great way to just automatically find something in common is through the uh, through the university forums. You were going to say, you had another one.
0: Another one is to answer questions in the different Q and A segments of LinkedIn around your unique specialty or ability. Um, and again, these are as varied as you might think. There's, there's a section on management hiring, on speaking, on business development, sales, marketing, hiring, interviewing. Answer some questions. Prove your capability. Establish for yourself as an expert in that arena. What you're trying to do is, again, and Brad used the phrase earlier, is brand yourself as a unique person in whatever community of followers you would like to attract. Whether those be there- the people who... Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say along that same lines. One of the things uh, uh, I got an email this morning from a person that runs a, a very large newsletter. One of the things that another great thing that that, that to, to set yourself aside is along those areas. You can take polls in LinkedIn now. You can set up polls and actually poll people and then give that information back to your community. So you can put a poll up about what do you think about uh, you know taxes, what do you think about uh, the job market, What's been the, how, how have you received your bailout, those kinds of polls, whatever is around your business, around whatever you want to sell, take those polls and then re-channel the results out to people, a very powerful way of engaging people, and everybody likes the results of polls, and that's all done through LinkedIn and it's all free.
0: It's unbelievable the number of tools that LinkedIn is bringing to, to people to provide, Um, or Twitter starting to enhance their service or all the add-on tools that are related to that. So I think one of the the things that if you're going to put your toe in the water would begin to be to research what are the capabilities of some of these core tools, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, what's your strategy of how you want to use them because you can get sucked in, waste a lot of time that has nothing to do with what you're trying to accomplish either for yourself or your business. So you want to have a specific strategy. But it first requires an understanding of what can these tools do for me. There are numerous blogs that are written about this. There's a wealth of articles that have been published on the Internet. LinkedIn itself and Twitter run their own blogs. Um, Sometimes it's just sitting in the background and observing the kinds of communication people are having with each other And, and gaining an understanding and knowledge of, all right, now that I know what the extent of these things can do for me, how do I want to use those? A good example is... Brad and I have created a tremendous following around senior executive candidates that are looking for jobs. We established a forum on LinkedIn where we facilitate that forum. And before you knew it, I don't know, we have over a 1,000 people actively engaging with each other, posting articles, blogs, things of interest, Um and entering questions. discussion points, commenting on those, and it's a, become a very vibrant community. Probably one of the most powerful around job search on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, they ask questions. We've had discussions on that um, uh, group, very everything from is there age discrimination to developing a network to uh, leveraging resumes to bad things that have happened in interviews. It's just amazing the things that come up in these forums that you can communicate with and uh, see what people is doing, uh, he's doing are doing. Let me uh, just get another email because we're talking about Twitter, so let me just get to Hamid. I believe it's Hamid's uh, email in New York. He says, uh, and we've touched on this a little bit, but maybe we could give a little bit more detail on this, Barry. He says, Twitter seems mostly like social comments and not something to use for business. Is there a business reason to spend a lot of time typing in comments? I mean, I think... I mean that—that's kind of the frustration. I mentioned earlier to you that uh, when I first started tweeting, as they call it, I got frustrated by just uh, sending out a bunch of comments. And uh, although mine were business-oriented around either your job search, your networking, or interviewing, or along those lines, you know, I got a little frustrated with it. So it sounds like Hamid is the same thing, seeing it as a social but not necessarily a business. Which I learned—I think one of the things I learned—and maybe this is a value. I wasn't as let's just say selective, uh, as to who I was tweeting with or who I brought into uh, my network within Twitter. And I think one of the things I learned was not just accept everybody. It's it's not a numbers game of, hey, can I get uh, 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 people following me. It was really the quality of those people. Do we have something in common around that business uh, discussion that's of interest to them? Uh, and I and maybe the same thing for Hamid here is, you know, it's it's great. It can be used as a business if you have the right people in your that are following you and you following them and you have something in common. Not just a numbers game. And I think my experience has been that uh, Twitter and LinkedIn have become a numbers game as to whoever dies with the most people following you wins. And I'm not well, it was
0: just m- go ahead. Just this morning alone, there was a very active discussion on Twitter of as it relates to social networking and social media sites, what's more important, the relationship or the volume? Um, And most people who have been doing this for a while and are experts in this field would contend, it's just like Brad said, it's not about the sheer numbers. give you an example. I automate following on Twitter, if you're familiar with Twitter. I follow everybody who follows me just as a courtesy. But I will unfollow people, if their comments are stupid, irrational, they use uh, uh nasty language and all their postings are just about hey i'm off to the grocery. I'm try i personally am trying to create a very professional network around people who may need my services, want to hear what i have to say and can engage in that kind of conversation. And so i'm continually refining my list of of who i'm connected to. When you first start out, you might get a lot of the comments of, you know, I'm going to the grocery, um, I'm cooking dinner, um, where people see it as, let me just kind of use it as a daily update of my activities. Those aren't the kind of people I want in my network. Some like that, and that's okay. Um, but you have complete flexibility who you choose to follow and who you want following you.
1: And I think that and, th- and that's a mistake I made. I just started, uh, people just started sending me these, the... Can I you know, follow me or want, I want to follow you? That's kind of the, ter- the Twitter term. I want to follow you. Um, and then you just kind of link together. Uh, and I ended up with about 2,000 and, uh, people following me. And, and all I ended up doing all day long was getting a bunch of little tweets of absolutely worthless nonsense. So I've gone back and, and really started reducing that down. And I think that's a – you touched upon it, Barry. That's the big mistake people like myself included uh, make when we first start doing this. We think it's about the volume, and you brought it up those people who have been doing it a long time and those people who have become efficient and effective at it understand it's the relationship and the quality of those contacts and that engagement not the numbers and you know it's really no different than right. we network that when we network within our own communities physically it's not about going to 50 different networking meetings a month and and getting a, a stack of 12 1300 business cards on our on our desk it's the quality of how well those people know it and the social media Really isn't much different than that. Um, than uh,
0: it's just done online. And, and I'll, give an awesome how, I'll give an example of how I'll give an example how I leverage uh, Twitter is I use a tool called TweetDeck, which is a third-party Adobe Air application. Well-known Adobe, you know, software, um, and they provide a free uh, tool that allows you to manage your communications. Because if you try to use the web interface off the Twitter site for Twitter, it'll just it's mind-boggling trying to follow it. So I use, I use a tool tweet called channels. TweetDeck. What's that? I say I use TweetDeck. So one channels. of the columns, my first column is everybody I'm subscribed to, and it's the, um, it's the real-time feed of whatever they're posting at that moment. And I just ignore it. I don't pay any attention to it. Then I have a series of other columns that I set up for following specific posts on keywords, or people that I want to follow their communication, and it's very precise around things like job hunt, interview, subject words like job hunt, job search, interviewing, vestige, and those are the ones that I spent careers, and I spend most of my time communicating and interacting among the posts and people that are in those feeds. It's probably 10% of the overall communication that all the people I'm connected to offer on the LinkedIn, I'm um, sorry, on the Twitter environment.
1: Hey, Barrett, we got about, uh, oh, maybe five minutes left at best. Uh, summarize, if you want to. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stick my two cents in there, but you stick your three cents in there, if okay. you will. Uh, summarize, I, the people, about LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, as you, as yep. you feel appropriate.
0: I think... Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and and many of the third-party tools that allow you to manage those, and there's a whole host of other tools, but if we thought of the big three, the category killers, it it would be Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and, and, and primarily around a business perspective, LinkedIn is the core one, as Brad talked about. These tools have now moved, are now moving beyond what we'll call the early adopter geek kind of perspective, that people get on early and are moving into the mainstream. Within, I'm going to predict 12 to 24 months, being online, using these tools, engaging with others will probably be boring and commonplace. Right now these tools give you a chance to get still get in at the early stage and begin to leverage for things like branding, marketing, relationship development, recruiting. They're powerful tools for communicating with your employees on retention. We could spend a whole radio talk show for an hour just on how to use these for retention purposes.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: Big Yeah, good times. Customer service, engaging with customers that have questions, um, problems, issues. They're a great tool. And again, They don't replace what you would normally do in your business. They give you a tremendous leverage to reach beyond the ones and twosy conversations into hundreds and thousands very easily and simply.
1: You know, I I would just close here in the next minute by uh, ditto on all of that, but saying one more thing. And and you talked about it, and I uh, I like the words you used. It's really, think about it from a business perspective, whether you are looking for customers, whether you're a vicious chair looking for members, or a candidate looking for for a job, it is another sales channel. Well, I'm sorry, it's another marketing channel, to in, in, to incorporate into whatever you're already doing, and it just broadens you out. In some cases, it allows you to go into different cities, different uh, meet different people that would cost you a fortune in airfare and salespeople to do that. Um, so it is merely a marketing channel. To incorporate into all your other marketing plans, all your other marketing strategy, your budget around what you want to do, to engage customers, and to engage whomever, I guess, whomever you want to engage. And the nice thing about it, you can engage these people at whatever level you choose. But I think the key is, as we close, is getting a good profile up there. Getting quality people where you build a relationship with is not a numbers game. Truly developing a strategy around how you're going to communicate with them the value of you as an expertise and branding yourself. Those two things with LinkedIn and Twitter, I think you'll see a big change over time. I know we have just the hits on our website from Twitter or LinkedIn, has increased dramatically by people coming back to our website to read a blog, to get some information, or just download information. It's becoming more and more valuable on that. Barry, we got about a minute left. Anything you want to finish up with?
0: Nothing that I'd add other than if you're not currently using these tools, you're not leveraging them to the best of your ability, it's probably time to start to put your toe in the water, start to gain an understanding of how they might help you in your business, because if you're not doing it, I guarantee your competitors are beginning to leverage and use these. One of the best ways to start to do this is link to Brad or I on Twitter, join us on LinkedIn, jump into one of our forums, and begin to observe and kind of work in the background, not like a stalker, but work a little bit, and see the kind of communication that occurs and how we use these tools to expand and build our business. Yeah, and the last
1: thing I'll say is the great thing about it, Barry, you could do this at 10 o'clock at night. You can do it on Saturday or Sunday. You don't have to incorporate it into your business day. It can just be something you're sitting around. I'll sit and be watching a movie, and I'll be just typing little things on Twitter or engaging LinkedIn. It's really a great way to uh, to bring that uh, channel into your business. And so with that, I want to thank everyone for just being here. By the way, if you joined us late uh, you can go back to latalkradio.com and download the uh, or listen to the complete show at any time. Uh, they post it up there, and it will be uh, available to you, and we'll get a link out to everyone. So we'll be back here next Monday, every Monday from 11 to noon, uh, and we talk about hiring. That is what the show is. This show is about every aspect of hiring, whether you're a hiring manager, whether you're a candidate looking, or whether you're someone looking to bring members to your group. This show is going to be everything you know about hiring, uh, and we're going to cover that from every aspect. And so I want to thank you for being here today. Barry, thanks for the discussion. It's been one of the best discussions we've had, and uh, I think we should have some more discussions on other aspects from retention, finding candidates, building membership, even how candidates can use this to, to find those employers that the employers are looking for them. Thank you all for being here today. I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you Uh, next Monday, 11 o'clock. Thanks. You're listening to You're Not the Person I Hired with Brad Remillard only on LA Talk Radio.